When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, 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 and happy Monday, folks. I'm Paul Ross, and you, my friends, are listening to the TalkSport Daily podcast. On today's edition, you'll hear the fallout from yet another defeat for the unhappy Gunners as Arsenal find themselves scrapping for survival in the Premier League. We also discover where the potential super fight between Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury might take place, and I'm afraid it's not necessarily in the UK, folks. Plus, there's a disgruntled Jurgen Klopp after Liverpool drop points at Fulham. But it's the Emirates we head to first, with Sean Dyche's Burnley beating 10-man Arsenal 1-0, leaving Mikel Arteta's side just gulp five points off the drop zone. Heading for four successive home league defeats, Arsenal, for the first time since 1959. It's 10-man Arsenal-0, Burnley won. They are incredibly committed to what we are trying to do. They are trying their best. Um, you saw how they play again uh, with the energy that they play. And um, and we took it into the wrong place because on that moment, uh, again, you get exposed. You come to these places, what you want to do is make it awkward for them for starters. You want to make the game as different as possible. Um, well, certainly we do. We don't want to try and out-possession these teams because that's probably not going to work. You know, So they find it hard to break us down, which I thought they did. And they didn't find too many moments. So I was pleased with that. He reaches for his back pocket and it's a red card and Granit Xhaka is sent off and Arsenal are down to 10 men. Well we know that uh, those things are unacceptable and the moment that we are in um, even more. I mean look at the Arsenal fans there's a guy there <laughs> who's covered his eyes with his face mask uh, and by all accounts the atmosphere has, has not been great. They've waited what best part of nine months to get back in the stadium they probably wish they waited a little bit longer I mean this is a dreadful result whatever way you dress it up it's, it's an awful result Arteta looks lost on the touchline they keep comparing Arteta to Guardiola I mean the only similarity he has is his wardrobe this is the problem and they warned us post Wenger be careful what you wish for and, and now we're here showing what we wish for I love Arteta and I think he's done great things there but this performance here and the way they've gone about this performance and losing to Burnley in, in this, the manner they have the discipline problems people getting sent off I think maybe his time's up and I'm not joking now bringing someone like Sam Allardyce who's experienced in relegation battles because it's happening and I'm sorry to say it to me our fellow Arsenal fans are listening but it's true would that be a short term deal till the end of the season short term deal and then get someone in like I don't know Thierry Henry or Patrick Vieira or maybe even Ray Parler just get someone in and get that clan out of my club <laughs> Over the game day and after a drab and dreary goalless draw in the Manchester derby on TalkSport, some of the City and United players hugged one another, leaving a presenter rather vexed. You'll hear from Alex Crook as well as Tony Cascarino, but first, this is former United defender Paul Parker on why Ole Gunnar Solskjaer deserves much more credit. 
he's in one hell of a job at this moment in time managing this football club. But he's doing, for me, he's doing really well in the current scenario. What's going on? He's doing really, really well. And they're not too far away from the top. You know, they're okay. They're out of the Champions League. They're still in Europa. There's still plenty to go forward with for Manchester United. Well, there's always pressure on the, on you when you uh, manage Man United. So that's something that I had to think about when I accepted uh, the role. Do I have what it takes to be in such a situation? Do you Can you handle setbacks? Can you handle uh, success? And I think I can. Well, it wasn't a Christmas cracker, that is for sure. Manchester United and Manchester City share the points in a result that is probably more satisfactory to the red half of the city than the blue. Both managers had a tactic, really. They didn't want to be hurt. You know, Bruno Fernandes is a guy that I think one of them type of players who wants to risk the ball. He wants to try and make a pass. Kevin De Bruyne is brilliant. Yes, he was average. Usually he's brilliant. Mm. Yes, he wasn't really allowed to be that good because there was a lot of onus on the defensive side on both teams. People were unbelievable. I actually fell asleep. I was like watching the game, fell asleep in the hotel. Actually really fell asleep. I fell asleep. I woke up to a call <laughs> from the producer to say, where are you? <laughs> I was that I was that bored by the game. I couldn't believe that that's a derby. The derby games that I played in, there's tackles flying in, there's people trying to win it. But that was just like, all right, we'll take the draw. Worst of all, though, worst of all, worse than the game, worse than the fact they only had one shot on target each, was the disgraceful scenes at the end. I'm talking about Harry Maguire and John Stones <laughs> cuddling, hugging each other in the centre circle. Michael Carrick and Pep Guardiola embracing on the touchline like, long-lost relatives underneath the clock at Waterloo Station. That's not what this game is all about. Can you imagine that happening in Fergie's days? Would he have tolerated that after such a turgid nil-nil draw? I remember one incident when Gary Neville, the then Manchester United captain, he couldn't bring himself to even look at Peter Schmeichel in the tunnel before the game after Schmeichel had crossed the divide, let alone shake his hand, let alone give him a big sloppy kiss. It was embarrassing. And do you know what? Modern football's rubbish. Now, after Anthony Joshua came out swinging and beat Kubrat Pulev, TalkSport's Adam Catterall and Conor Ben both gave their thoughts on a potential super fight with a certain Tyson Fury. But here's boxing writer Gareth A. Davis first on where the fight might actually be held. It would be wonderful to have it at Wembley, and it would be wonderful to have it as an amazing one of the most special British sporting occasions. Two Brits, number one and two in the world, we get to decide who holds the richest prize in sport, as it was once called. And it is a pretty rich prize to win that much, or to earn that much money for one fight. It would be amazing to have it here. But the reality is only 90,000 people or 100,000 people can go. Most people are going to be watching it on TV anyway. You know, the politicisation of sports washing and all those things will come into, into being. But I guarantee you, if there is a big enough site fee for it to happen over there, it will go over there to the Middle East. There's nothing more he could have done in there, from the defence to offence to the calmness to, you know, the aggression. It was the complete package tonight. Mm. And, you know, I give him 10 out of 10 for, for every single attribute. Mm. He, um, what a great performance, man. And now what, what a fight we want I'll to see, you. I'll pump to you now. The fight we want to see <laughs> needs to happen early next year. He got asked did he want the fight and he went around the bushes and put his... 
on the edge. I want the fight. I want the fight next. I'll knock him out inside three rounds. He's a big bomb-dosser. Everybody's on the same page. Every single person speaking to us tonight, we're all on the same page. Lads, if you're listening, I know that you're in the changing room enjoying yourself. Tyson Fury seems to be, I don't know, having a couple of uh, <laughs> sherries tonight and a few mince pies enjoying himself as well. But boys, if you're listening, it's down to you. It's down to you. Don't let this moment slip by. We spent so long talking about Mayweather Pacquiao. So yeah. long, man. And it was five, six years after it. And it was a big anticlimax. We came away from it and we went, Floyd put on a clinic. <laughs> but it's five years past its time. Right now, at the age that they're at, 31 and 32 years of age, I think they are, heavyweight champions, we've never been in this situation where two Brits have held every belt in the heavyweight division. Yeah. Come on. That's serious. Come on. For boxing. For yourselves. Doesn't matter what happens result-wise, because we're going to go again, and you're going to make another boatload of money. You're going to make that much money that your children's 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 children aren't going to have to work, right? (laughs) Yeah. Get it on. This is the fight that we most desperately need to make. Back to the football about Spurs and Liverpool missed the chance to go clear at the top of the Premier League as they played out draws against Crystal Palace and Fulham respectively. You'll hear from Tottenham boss Jose Mourinho, but first up it's Jurgen Klopp, unhappy with Fulham's style of play as well as his own players' response. When we had the ball, we didn't move in the right way, we didn't pass in the right way. So all the things you do when you are not good, so that's it. And then after, we tried constantly to be influential from outside, but it's difficult. It's not only difficult to, to be, but it's difficult to take the information on the pitch as well. Bobby Decor Dover, Reed, take a bow. That was beautiful. On the volley, right-footed, edge of the area, straight past Allison. Nothing he could do about that one. All the European or Champions League group stage obviously suffered this weekend. I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but really pretty much all the teams had problems. We had him for 30 minutes and then we were in the game, So, um, but Fulham didn't play the way they usually play. They were just long ball um, on a second ball fight and we were, didn't adapt to that, though, I have to say. That was our fault. So Palace won, Spurs won, so Spurs pay the price for trying to hang on to a 1-0 victory and drop two points here. Jose Mourinho walking onto the pitch now. I want to say credit to them because uh, you have always to give credit to the opponent when they do so well as, as they did. And um, I have to admit that our players, they couldn't do what I asked them to do. Because at half time, what I asked them to do was exactly the opposite that we did in that period. Over to the Sunday session. And this is Sam Matterface, Perry Groves and former Newcastle United striker Andy Cole discussing Steve Bruce after the Geordies beat the Baggies 2-1 at St James's Park on game day. He tries to do the right thing. And when he first got the job at Newcastle, the fans didn't accept him because he wasn't Rafael Benitez. But if you look at his record, it's just as good as Rafael Benitez. But his name's Steve Bruce, and his name's not Rafael Benitez. And I think he's done a great job there. What Newcastle got to understand, that they're not going to be in, in with a chance to win the Premier League anymore. And Newcastle are in front. Eight minutes to go at St James's Park. Credit Steve Bruce. He's gone for the victory, and he might just have pulled one out of the bag. It's Newcastle 2, West Brom 1. Whether or not you recognise it or not he, I know he was a former Sunderland manager he's a Newcastle fan he's one of them he's one he of theirs loves, he loves the club he's so proud of having the job I know that he he, he, did, he turned it down 17 years ago when circumstances didn't quite fit his own personal life 
But are you going to hold that against him forever because he didn't take over from Sir Bobby Robson when when he, they, he was offered the opportunity? Or, or do you just want to actually recognise that you're one of the only clubs in the country that have got a fan in charge? Watford captain Troy Deeney and TalkSport regular scored a late winner against Birmingham City, the club he supports, helping the Hornets to a 1-0 win at St Andrews. Deeney spoke to legendary reporter Tom Ross, no relation sadly, about returning to his old manner and another successful trademark penalty. Happy days. As a Blues fan, I'm, I'm, I'm confident where we are and where we're going. Um, but as a Watford captain, you know, it's job done and I've got to, I've got to do my job. I suppose in these sort of games, not the best of games, no. but to win it, Oh yeah. if you can win these sort of games. Oh yeah, the bruises feel better tomorrow when you've won, definitely mate. Um, it, as you say, it wasn't, it wasn't great, but we got it done, we got the job done and we, and we keep moving. Troy Deeney steps up, right footed and he smashes it right down the middle. The keeper Neil Etheridge, absolutely no chance and Watford have the lead late on in this game. Birmingham City now, Watford won. Yeah, I don't mess about with them anymore mate, I'm too old. Um, <laughs> no, I just... I've got a routine that I do. If it, and, you know, ultimately, I'm going to miss one at some point. I think one of the lads just read it out. I think I'm 33 from 39 now in my wow. career, so I'm not doing too bad. He's also told me I've got a job here, so I'm happy now. <laughs> <laughs> and even Dale's getting a job. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's, it's good, mate. It's nice to be home, obviously, and you know what this game means to me. And Unfortunately, we weren't a packed house and I weren't getting stick, but you know, I normally like it and I normally go over the road for a beer as well, but even that's done <laughs> now, so... Yeah, you normally see me in the George, but that's done now, so go on, try and be professional and get ready for Tuesday. And you can catch more from Troy on TalkSport Breakfast every Monday morning from 6am. And now Leicester's bid to win another Premier League trophy was boosted after beating Brighton 3-0, leaving them just one point off the top spot. Like I said, the players go into every game confident. Sometimes, you know, and they give their best. That's what I love working with them. They're very honest and they give their best. We don't always play to our best or get the best results, but uh, but consistency is important. And this is a young team that's grown in consistency. And whenever they get knocked down, they get back up again. And uh, and that's what you want. Brendan Rodgers ditched the initial five at the back after just quarter of an hour. And boy, has that paid dividends. It's Leicester three Brighton nil. We had to adapt the, the system. With the ball we were okay but it was given us a problem without it. They surprised us a little bit in, in their setup. So we changed that and uh, and that's great credit to the players. You know, They have that flexibility to interpret it, different systems of how we play and uh, and I think once we once we change it then that allowed them to have more comfort in the game. Back to Andy Cole now and why he used to give Sir Alex Ferguson the silent treatment when he left him out for the Manchester United team. I didn't talk to him, seriously. I just walked past him. But this, this could go on for like a couple of days. And then silent he, treatment? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, what, and he didn't say morning to you no, or nothing? No, no, no. no. Sometimes he'd say, oh, morning. I just walked past him. <laughs> yeah. But he never no, went never, at you for no, it? Never. Never. He just used to pull me and say, look, Coley. I'm leaving you out because I don't know there's a game not next week the week after that I need you for I said look boss I mean I'm in good form he said you know, I'm not disputing you in good form but I'm looking forward to like two games ahead and it, it was one of those ones but it, for me he was, was always very understanding to what I was you know he knew I always wanted to play I, I, I didn't feel like if I wasn't involved I didn't feel like I was contributing I'm, I'm one of those kind of mm. people but he understood that Sometimes, you know, you've got to sit down and watch a game or whatever, something about games ahead. But he, he was fantastic. He was, he's a top manager. 
over to Danny Kelly, Andy Brassel and Mark Langdon on the Trans-Europe Express, talking football sur le continent. Dortmund, Manchester United, Paris uh, and Arsenal um, as the uh, next putative destination for Maurizio Pochettino, which takes us to the first headline of the night. And the reason why we've put uh, the mighty Borussia Dortmund in that is because um, they've got rid of their coach to, uh, to this today. Um, so our headline is, do me a father, a Lucian father, Lucian. has been shown the door after, let's be fair, Andy, um, the kind of result that does get a manager sacked, tell people to score. It certainly does, Danny. Uh, they lost 5-1 at home to uh, Stuttgart. Well, I shouldn't just call them Stuttgart. I should call them promoted Stuttgart. Yeah. Uh, which kind of undercuts the fact that they have played very, very well under Pellegrino Matarazzo, um, especially in the last couple of weeks. They've got the best away record in the Bundesliga. Um, but nevertheless, this is Dortmund, and it's the culmination of a very, very unsettling um, spell of results for them and a very unsettling spell of, of performances, and um, particularly at, at home at Westfalen. From when uh, Farah came in to where, where they are now, Dortmund, the ambition and attitude of the club has changed. They now actually feel like they should be um, competing with Bayern. They didn't sell any of their star players in, in the summer. They actually have started to recruit sort of more experienced players. Mounier from Paris Saint-Germain, Hummels came in, and Ray Chan. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, Witzel as well. So this is not just now about buying the best young players, and they've still been doing that. But um, the, the ambitions are kind of grown and, and maybe grown too big for, for Favre, who... I think there's there's a confirmation bias for a lot of people as well. They never felt like he was the right person. Every time they lost, it was kind of brought up. A bit like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. A lot of people feel that he's not the right man for Manchester United. And every time they have a bad performance, um, you know, the same yeah. argument comes out. And it, it it was pretty much the same for, for Favre throughout his, his tenure. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your company. And don't forget, you can download this podcast and future ones via Acast, Spotify and Apple Pods. There'll be another one of these TalkSport daily poddies out first thing in the morning when Andy Goldstein returns from snooker duty. I'm back on extra time from 1am live on TalkSport and Talk Radio. And in a slight change to the usual end of the podcast, let's hand over to Alex Crook and his attempt at stand-up comedy. It was ironic that apparently they were playing Wham last Christmas at half-time because um, last Christmas they gave you Arteta. You're saying this year they should take him away. Pardon, mate. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. 